Welcome to Unto the Earth, a podcast by Ethnos 360. In previous episodes, we've taken a look at the gospel mandate, the state of the unreached world, and the history of Ethnos 360 in response to that gospel mandate. In today's episode, we're going to be kicking off an exciting series on the core values of our mission as we consider our strategy in effective, long-lasting, cross-cultural church planning. Now, the temptation might be for us to consider how we accomplish that task by intellect, by willpower, by manpower, but we're adamant to recognize just the reality of our need for the Holy Spirit. Today, we're going to be talking about dependence on God and prayer. And uh, joining us today is Rosemary, uh, who has been serving as a missionary in Africa and is now uh, a part of our campus at ETR, the Ethnos Training Center, uh, overseeing the prayer and other training for students here. Rosemary, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so privileged to have you. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. It's an honor. Yeah. So, Rosemary, as students, you've given us such great examples of walking with the Lord intimately and seeing the Lord really provide and answer prayer in your life as well as the life of Ethnos 360. Could you tell us how important prayer is in life uh, and in service to God? Well, your first question, what does it mean to have dependence on God? Mm, Yes, yeah. So let me ask you, what does it require to live? What do you have to do in order to live? Well, I think we have to breathe. Breathe. Yeah. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to give you three quotes to start with from oh, awesome. some godly people. Well, this one's Martin Luther King. He said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Hmm. Jonathan Edwards, he said, prayer is as natural expression of faith as breathing is of life. And this other guy, I don't know, he said, prayer is the exhaling of exhaling of the spirit of man and inhaling the spirit of God. I like those. Those are good. And I'll give you a mission quote from our mission founders. I don't know who said it, but they said, I can't, not God never said you would. God can. He always said he could. Mm. And God never answers a prayer today that makes us independent of him tomorrow. You know, when I was a kid, we used to sing this little song. He cannot fail, for he is God. He cannot fail, he pledged his word. He cannot fail, he'll see you through. He cannot fail, he'll answer you. Mm. And dependence, I looked it up in the dictionary. It says the state of relying on or being controlled by someone or something else. Mm. In our case, relying on God, being controlled by his spirit, right? Mm, Absolutely. So let me ask you a question. Do you believe in prayer? I do. Yes, but so do millions and millions of people, millions of different religions. Right, not Christians, right, yeah. So really the question should be, do you believe in God? Because it's not Hmm. about prayer, it's who we're praying to and depending on him. You know, you get a little child, you put him on the stairs and you say, jump to daddy. Will he jump? Yeah. Yeah. Because he trusts daddy and that's what dependence is. That's what he wants us to trust on him. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So Rosemary, kind of going along with that, what are some, uh, just building off that, what are some memorable ways that God has answered prayer in your life, whether directly 
um, for yourself or indirectly through the mission and serving Christ? My first remembrance of a huge answer to prayer was when I was still quite young. Well, I say quite young. I was old enough to run errands for my mum. So I don't know about 12. And I've been a believer since I was very young. And I just knew about prayer from going to church, you know, obviously. Mm. But personally, myself, that was a whole new dynamic adventure. And I needed to go. Well, I wanted to go. (laughs) I don't know if it was a need. I wanted to go with my friends to this Christian uh, conference, I guess it was. And it was going to cost the coach fare. And I asked my dad for half a crown if I could go. Now, half a crown didn't mean anything to you. But let me tell you, to a 12-year-old back then, it was a lot of money. And dad said, I haven't got it. If you want it, you'll have to pray for it. So, okay, I did. I prayed. And my favorite verse of those days was, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Matthew 21, 22. Mm. And I loved it. And so I just took God at his word and I prayed. Well, my mom sent me on an errand. She was a home help. And she sent me to one of the old women she goes to clean for with a message. Mm. And it was just written out. All I had to do was give it her. So knock on the door, give her the message. And she said, oh, don't go just yet. And so I stood there waiting, waiting, waiting. And then she came back. And what did she put in my hand? Half a crown. And it was just like God said, yeah, I can do this. Mm, yeah. You know, when you trust me, that was the, that was a huge stepping stone in prayer life, really. Mm. And from then we've seen God answer so many prayers. I prayed my husband and I seriously did. Actually, I prayed that God would save somebody at the Leighton Ford Crusade that was in town because I needed a, I thought I needed a man. And mm. yes. And God provided me, Robert, and several, so many things. But actually, I thought this morning of a prayer that God provided that was really hard. Mm. We lost our second son, no, our first son, sorry, our second child. We had Amy, and then we had Mark. And he was born with a heart defect. We didn't even know it for three weeks. And almost three months along and so many surgeries, it came to a point I just felt I couldn't take any more. And I just told the Lord, I was thinking 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I just told the Lord I can't take any more. Please either make him well or just take him. Mm. And he did. Mm. Sorry. I just thought of that. In in order. Then I started getting serious after I'd had my kids with my quiet times daily. And it got to a point where we were doing everything we could in the church. We were, Robert was a deacon, doing Sunday school. We were doing church magazine, playing the organ, different things, just anything and everything. And it didn't seem enough. Mm. And it just seemed like God was saying, I want you. And Romans mm. 12, 1 and 2 just really hit me. 
It's a long, long story, <laughs> so I haven't got time to tell you it, but the end of the story is I got to pray. I literally got on my knees and I said, okay, God, I'm ready. Whatever you want, wherever you want, whatever the cost. And, of course, it has to be for Robert as well, you know. Well, he came home from church one Sunday evening. I'd been home with the kids. And he said, okay, tell me what you've been praying. Oh, wow. (laughs) And he was in church, and he said he felt like somebody had tapped him on the shoulder and said, Robert, what are you doing here? He even turned around to look, see who was there, and he's on the back row. So nobody was there. Hmm. And it was just, he said, so tell me what you've been praying. So then I was able to talk about everything. And, and again, it's another long story how we got involved in going to Bible school. That was through the word of God. Um, that's so cool. Okay. So we're going into missions. We haven't got any money. We haven't got home church. We haven't got people behind us. And it's time to go to the field. And I'm like, are we stupid? How Mm. can we do this? And I was reading Matthew, and it was the blind men that came to Jesus. And he said, do you believe I am able? (laughs) And it was just like Jesus saying to me, do you believe I am able? Mm. And that word able, you know, it means dynamite. It's dynamic. (laughs) And I started doing a little study on I am able. Anyway. From that time on, we didn't look back. We went with our suitcases and a month supply, and that was it. <laughs> in wow. those days, you did that. You didn't have to have so many percent and all that. Hmm. You just went. But on the field, it was difficult getting out of the field <laughs> because of wars that we had. There was civil warfare in in Africa, and we actually went through four evacuations. And, of course, you pray a lot during those times you know one point when we were coming out the first time we needed to get up to Monrovia the capital of the country our children were down south at school we were in the middle (laughs) in our drive we'd already sent our luggage up earlier and our kids needed we somehow we all needed to connect in the capital. It was quite a thing just getting us all together. Yeah. And we got out just before they blew the airport up. Anyway, that weekend. So we also had the second time coming out of Liberia. Robert was taken captive with another couple of other guys. Hmm. And that is a three-hour story. So it's <laughs> Maybe a three, for another, it's no, a another time. It's a three-hour read <laughs> wow. in Angels Ever Watching, which is a book we wrote to tell that story. Oh, awesome. And then twice we had to come out of Ivory Coast, both the big stories. The second one's an hour long, and I've written it. It's not published yet, but you could. we used to say God passed nothing in the mission. Mm-hmm. We're telling you, God took us from... Yamasukro, and our base there, to an airfield, to Ghana, Accra, to Germany, Cologne, to our mission's headquarter, a long weekend, flew to Dublin, a ride up to Belfast, all for nothing. It didn't cost us a penny. Who can do that but God? Wow. You know, so we've seen him do so many big things and 
then when we were living here, they wanted to tear our house down. And I called it Recluse Haven because of all the recluse that lived in it. <laughs> it was down on the lake and it was this tra- old trailer place. And so we needed somewhere to live. But I, I always, when I'm praying, I remember Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. And I also remember in the Psalms, it's 106.15, where the children of Israel, he gave them their request but sent leanness to their soul. So our requests aren't always good for us. You might give me what I want, but that's not good for me. So I'm always aware of that when I pray. Please don't let me have it if this is going to be not good good for my soul, you know, not good for us. Anyway, he did provide us a home. we never thought we'd ever have a home again, and it's uh, it was a really good price repo. Wow! And then 2018, we had a burglary, and behind that, we had a house fire. So you're looking at what? What now, Lord? You know, what are you trying to say to us? Uh, are we old? Should we just give up and retire, or what? <laughs> but you know, it was Hudson Taylor who said, "God gives the best to those who leave the choice with Him." And but it's such a a great great saying, and we can trust him fully. Amen. Yeah, it makes you think of stayed upon Jehovah, doesn't it? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Okay. Wow, such a cool journey. So, so what what was um what was your journey in developing a life of prayer? I think of the disciples who uh, they came to Jesus and they just said, teach Teach us to pray. How can you inform and challenge us as listeners? You think I'm not learning still. (laughs) Oh, that's well. And that's challenging us. Yes. Yes. Um, And how would you answer that? You know, one of the first things is praise. We think of prayer as always coming and asking. Yeah. Right. And while we petition, while we have supplication, that's right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I love praying in the bath. <laughs> you might think that's funny. No, the English yes. people love their bathtubs. We got awesome. a nice one. And so I'm in the bath and I think I should be asking for people. I'm fine. I'm just singing. I'm just praising mm-hmm. the Lord. And I just mm-hmm. think, why not? You know, it's adoring him. He, we love him because he first loved us. So mm-hmm. we say, I love you too, you know, and we yes. just sing to him and... <laughs> Somebody gave me a hard time this morning. <laughs> Was that hard on Robert? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just love to sing and praise the Lord and think of praise verses too. And mm-hmm. I think that it gets neglected in prayer, yeah. that aspect of just coming and adoring him. We're in the season of come, let us adore him, yes. praise the Lord. Mm. Okay, so that's one thing that I would say. Another thing is to listen. We've got to listen to him. You know, you need to go to his word. It will help you pray. It'll put you yes. in a frame of mind to pray, to, but to meditate on his word, to think about it. We don't have to read long passages. We need to meditate on his word and think on and listen to what he's saying to us. Mm. That's how he's answered many of our prayers mm. is through his word yes. and given us direction. And that right, that Romans 12, 1 and 2 and like I said, with our son, you know, it's through the word hmm. that he speaks to us. And there's so many biblical examples. 
you know, you've got David and Daniel three times a day and you've got different methods that people have put out there like the acts, adoration, supplication, like confession, thanksgiving, you know, those things, this list, this journals, this different styles of prayer. I think I've tried them all, you know, and at my age, I'm still learning. <laughs> I really am. Yes. I haven't got it all together. No, I'm mm. still learning. <laughs> and I want to quote Jean Johnson, who used to be a missionary, one of our first missionaries ever. And she was a great teacher here and a hero of mine. She said, if you put yourself under a law, you're bound to sin. So I think you've got to be very careful. Mm. If you put yourself, I've got to pray like mm. this, or I've got to do this every day. And then you're putting yourself in a law. So when you break it, you <laughs> it goes awry, you know? Right, yeah. Romans 4.15 says the law brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So you don't want to put yourself in a bondage. I remember when I was a little mm. girl, I remember my mummy putting me to bed one night and I said, we haven't prayed yet. And she said, it's okay, dear. And we'd been on a long day out. I mean, and I'd fallen asleep and she was just putting me to bed and she said, it's okay for tonight. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's just... I'm not going to make it a pattern of not praying, but it's okay. You know, I could go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I just want to caution people on that, that we're still all learning, mm -hmm. you know, of him who's meek and lowly in heart. Mm. And <laughs> I'm still learning a lot about humility. Believe me, absolutely. still much to learn. Oh, that's so good. So how, as listeners, you know, this is so encouraging for myself here in this room, uh, just to hear these words that we are lifelong learners, um, that we come, that we listen to the Lord. Um, how can we develop a life of prayer? If you could give us some, I don't know, just some nuggets of truth there. And what should we be praying for in our lives as we walk in communion with him? Those are big <laughs> Big questions. Just give us some, some good ones to <laughs> take and think. Well, like I said, time in the word is essential. Yes. God speaks to us. It's alive. It's powerful. And you can read the same passage. I've been reading the same passage how many years? <laughs> yes. And mm -hmm. it still is alive mm -hmm. and still learning new truths from his word. And want to get into the habit, really, of talking to God. You know, I talk to myself. Do you talk to yourself? I do. Why don't you talk to God? There's oh, the question. Yeah. He knows your thoughts, mm. even what you're thinking. So why not say it to him? Mm -hmm. We can voice them when you're walking, go out for walks, when you're driving. I love to talk to him when I'm driving, mm. wherever I'm going. Um, if I'm going to see an unsafe friend, I'm praying for them on the way. And if I'm going shopping, I'm praying about that on the way and different people things, letters I've read in HTR and that kind of thing. I'm praying when I'm doing dishes. You can pray. Robert prays when he's driving. You know, he does all the supply buying for the mission. And he loves that time driving to pray hmm. and pray for different people. Hmm. And you can do for you, you can do it while you're doing mechanics. Yes. Or painting or jobs around the house. We can be praying at any hmm. time. 
I think that kind of comes back to pray without ceasing. How do you pray yes. without You can be talking to the Lord. I'm sure your mind is going 24-7 while you're awake. Hmm. And where is our mind a lot of the time? It's not on the right things. We're thinking of um, what am I going to get for dinner or hmm. <laughs> how am I going to raise my children or different things. Yeah, whatever's next in life. Yes, yeah. whatever's coming next without we can be talking it hmm. to the Lord hmm. and asking for his direction and his help in whatever we're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it takes discipline. You know, we've got to have discipline. That's the word related to disciple, yes. discipleship. Yeah, is as you said, the one thing that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them, and we can ask him too, hmm. to teach us. Another thing is, why count sheep when you can talk to the shepherd? So I'm usually talking to the Lord as I go to pray, as I go to sleep. Mm. And it's a nice way to go to sleep. At lunchtime, I have a little siesta. I got a sofa in my office over there. And I have a little siesta, and I'm talking to the Lord. And Mm. you wake up, did I sleep? Oh, I did. (laughs) But, you know, it's (laughs) nice. It's lovely. He goes to bed with me. I go to bed with Jesus. <laughs> yes, that's really lovely. About what? About anything and everything. Mm. Nothing is too small. Absolutely nothing. I remember my son was in a prayer meeting one time, and he said, I felt stupid mentioning anything because all the requests were so big. You know, this person has cancer, and this person's lost his job. or They're, they're such big requests. But he cares about the little things too. Mm-hmm. Like one time he needed new shoes. <laughs> He'd grown out of his shoes and they were pinching him and blistering his feet. And you can pray about that kind of thing. We have literally, we've led, um, in our lives we've lived so many times just hand to mouth. I've had a an unbeliever tribal person give me a little bit of their meat in a leaf. That is so humbling Hmm. that they would share that with you. And so many times we've don't know where we're going, how we're going to live one month to another. For years, we lived like that out there. And God has always provided our needs, Hmm. not our greeds, but our needs. And what are we going to give the kids for Christmas when we have nothing? Hmm. And he, can give you ideas or provide and so anything anything and everything no matter how big like a house fire or need of a home to how small a pair of shoes Hmm. and we needed them for the kids one time and somebody said I sense that your kids could use some summer sandals could they you know and and God will lay it on the heart of other people to come alongside Hmm. and meet those needs for you when you're praying if you have a time of prayer where you're not walking and driving and that and you've got a time where you're with the word and you're going to pray have a pen and paper there because you're praying and you'll think i need washing soap (laughs) things like that will come into your mind and if you don't write it down that will keep coming back to your mind Hmm. And disturb your prayer time, hmm. your time talking with the Lord. Sure. Satan will do that too. Oh, that's so good. And, and you just think, 
oh, have I got bread for tonight's dinner? And write it down. Or I've got to take such and such out the freezer. Write it down. Those kind of things come to you when you're praying. Hmm. Then write it down. Then you can just get back to praying. and Don't let it distract it. you. Yeah, wow, that is so, distractions. Yeah. Hmm. And saying so, it's good to find, obviously, a quiet place. Quiet time away from your kids. Quiet time alone. Hmm. Alone with the Lord. Inside or outside, wherever it works. As I've said, don't get into a legalistic bind with it. Don't put it off. Hmm. We we always can find other things to do. Have an alert mind. We all know that Satan is like a roaring lion. And we've always had cats. And I have literally watched a cat in the village. It wasn't mine, but I've literally watched this cat watch a lizard for 10 minutes before it went in for the kill. 10 minutes, it just sat still, Hmm. totally still, watching that lizard, all it did for 10 minutes, and then went and got it. Hmm. Wow. And that's Satan, you know? Yeah. Another quote for you. This one was John Piper. One of the greatest uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove on the last day that prayerlessness was not from lack of time. You know, we find time for Facebook. You find time for your phones. I see people on their phones all the time, even at restaurants, couples. They're not even talking to each other. They're on their phones. Mm -hmm. And I just look at each other like, what world are we living in now, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's become a part of people's relationships. It's become part of their relationship with the Lord too. You know, how many times do you look at a phone in the day? How many times do you talk to the Lord in the day? So, so Is he he the first love of our life? You know, Hmm. is he your passion? Hmm. And there's a last quote from the UK. I don't think you have it over here. The devil trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon their knees. Hmm. And that's what made me think of C.S. Lewis's book. Mm -hmm. You know, it's spiritual warfare. It is a battle. But the battle is the Lord's, right? Amen. This is the victory. Amen. Wow. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a privilege I, to carry. Yeah. Everything to God in prayer. I said that yeah. to Carol recently, you know, with all Larry's going through. Yes. Uh, oh, what pain we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, what yes. peace we often forfeit, isn't it? Yes. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything, everything to, God. to God in prayer. Amen. That was a good old hymn. Oh, well, Rosemarie, we are so grateful to have you uh, with us today, just sharing these uh, just pillars of truth, I would say, not nuggets. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. And, and thank you for all our listeners uh, who listen to this podcast. Um, if you've enjoyed this week's episode, we just really encourage you to go on uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We really appreciate hearing from you and uh, your feedback. Uh, To know more about our organization, please go to www.e360bible.org and just take a a moment to uh, request some information from us. Uh, Until next time, have a blessed day.